and welcome back to the Fit and Fierce podcast. We've got another episode for you today, but today is going to be a bit of a different one. It is going to be more of a raw and real one. So as most of you are aware, if you are not, if you're just tuning in to my podcast, I have an autoimmune disease called ulcerative colitis and I got diagnosed in June of this year, 2023. And it has been a very, very long journey in getting that diagnosis. Um, And it's also been quite a long journey in the aftermath of it as well. So I have carried on my fitness journey like before I got diagnosed, throughout my diagnosis and after my diagnosis. So I just thought I'd come on and share a bit of my experiences with it and what I do to help manage it because there are a lot of people out there who do have autoimmune diseases. there are just, and they affect everybody in different ways, but I don't know, maybe it's something that I've done may be like a little light bulb moment for you, or you may think, do you know what, I'm going to try that and see how it goes and how it feels. Um, so yeah, just a bit of a brief background about it. I'm just going to grab a blanket because it's a little bit cold. Okay, I didn't go very far, but we are back with my blanket all wrapped around me. So I have been having issues with my stomach for around five years now. They do say that there is normally one point that you can kind of pin it back to. And mine was I got severe gastroenteritis whilst I was on a holiday in Spain for my mum's birthday. Um, Came out the other side of it. Um, That was like the longest, longest I've ever been ill with something like that. Came out the other side of it. COVID hit a couple of years later. Um, And then... I just started having more and more issues with my stomach and my bowels um, and I got made to do something called the FODMAP diet because they just thought I had IBS and then they thought it was just like severe IBS and then even when my symptoms became more severe, um, so I was passing a lot of blood, uh, when they became more severe, obviously I shit my fucking pants, (laughs) literally and figuratively, hey, (laughs) no, I've, I've never actually shit my pants, thank God. Um, but yeah, so I was passing blood and they decided to tell me that I had piles. Nobody examined me. Nobody had a look at me. They just told me I had piles. And then even when they did examine me and they told me that they couldn't see anything and couldn't feel anything, that was an experience, I tell you. One that I do not want to repeat. Um, but yeah, they told me they couldn't see anything, couldn't feel anything, but they still thought it was piles. And it was only after I had some blood tests done and a stool sample that they realized something else was going on. And then I had an emergency colonoscopy, which is where I had a camera up inside me. And to be honest, I think they only got me in so fast because I have a very close family member who also has an autoimmune disease, um, which is not ulcerative colitis, it is Crohn's disease. But obviously the two are pretty closely linked. Yeah, and then they found out that I had that. So in the lead up to it, so let's go from the beginning. When I started having my stomach troubles, I was feeling okay in myself, okay? So I'd moved back from Egypt, I think the year before that. And I had also, God, I've had like absolutely everything, I'm sure. Um, I got told I had folate deficiency anemia. So my body was lacking in certain nutrients, which to be honest, it makes sense because my diet when I was in Egypt was was not the best. Um, Yeah, so we sorted that out, but I was getting like severe fatigue, like exhaustion, severe fatigue, brain fog, and they told me it was from this. So then I was like, oh my God, I'm literally going to feel better. Um, Anyway, 
I got my hormones and my minerals and vitamins leveled out and I just started feeling a bit better but I'd still go through phases where I just felt so awful like it was such a struggle to get out of bed um and even like I'd go to work and then I'd come back and I'd just lie on my bed and I'd just be like kapoo um within all of this I was still going to the gym because like I feel like there's such a difference knowing mentally if there's something going on or not and I was like I'm fine I'm fine and I kind of like adapted to my new normal as such um so I was still training or I think I just like started out my fitness journey still going to the gym um was it I think I'm lying to you there. I don't think I was training at this point when it first started, no. But I think I got into it whilst I was feeling like that. So, like, that became my new normal. And then I started going to the gym, yeah. Because I'd not yet moved to Manchester. And I was going to the gym in Manchester. Okay, so, yes. And then, um, yeah. And then when I got ill, I obviously took a step back from, like, when I got my severe gastroenteritis, I took, like, a month or two months off the gym. Anyway, started going back again. Um, I'd started walking a bit more, I was swimming, so I was pretty active day to day, um, and then obviously, like, that was kind of, like, hit and miss, because some weeks I'd be on the toilet a lot, and some weeks I wouldn't, so I was just kind of doing what I could when I could, but I still felt okay in myself, it was, like, the weirdest, weirdest situation, like, I was literally, the toilet was my best mate, but I just felt okay, like, I felt absolutely fine within myself, um, yeah, and then like my energy was just going lower and lower but because I'd got used to my new normal I just kind of thought that was normal and I was like pushing myself to do more and I would always like push myself push myself push myself and then I'd hit a wall crash burn for however many days and then I'd just repeat the cycle over and over because I legit just thought that's how my life was going to be um how many times do you reckon I can say that in this podcast um I'm just trying to think what happened next in my journey where was I um yeah and then it was this year in February that my symptoms started getting way more severe so oh hold up no so yeah the last year I have been getting more and more ill um and I literally thought it was just like severe IBS I thought that's what they're telling me I was like it's foods that I'm eating but I didn't really understand like what I was eating would then affect everything else in my body um but yeah but it was still like the severe exhaustion the brain fog honestly it felt like sometimes I was slurring my words because my tongue could not wake up and it could not move fast enough to form the words that I wanted to make um yeah and then because I was ill over Christmas last year and I can remember that and I think they were the main symptoms for me and it was just really really getting me down and I just couldn't figure out what was going on but because I'd adapted to it becoming my new normal I kind of just rolled with it and um, yeah, my diet was getting more and more restricted because more and more things were making me worse. So I was having to take foods out because like this whole FODMAP diet, what that is, is you cut out all of these food groups and you can only eat like certain foods and then you reintroduce them slowly. And me, being me, I was like, well, I'm not going to reintroduce them slowly. I'm just going to go all in and then if it ruins me, it ruins me. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I can remember, was it? baked beans that I went to go all in on and I ate a whole can of baked beans and I fucking love baked beans and oh my god I died for like three days it was horrendous so I've not touched them since and I really really want to now like now we found out what is wrong with me and I'm on meds and hopefully hopefully it'll be all right but I'm a little bit scared um yeah and then I was still going to the gym I was still like pushing myself I was still in this cycle of like pushing 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 crashing burning go again then in February this year, here we are, um, I was in London with my friend and that's when my bleeding started. And I still felt okay in myself. Like I was still hitting my steps, I was still getting my gym sessions in. The only thing I would say 
was like my steps were fine i was still getting those in my gym sessions were suffering a lot i was meant to be going into a gaining phase um or i was meant to be in a gaining phase at this time but my gym sessions were like i couldn't push myself i just had no energy in the gym but i was like i was still trying to show up so i was like surely one day i'll come to the gym and i'll have energy and i'll be like having a really good session and like my good sessions were like getting fewer and far between but i was still hitting my four gym sessions a week i was still hitting my steps um another thing that came in around what I don't think it was around this time. I think I've always had it, but just I've just always thought I'm not very good at sleeping. Um, because when I worked in Egypt, I wouldn't sleep till like really, really late at night. So I just thought like, you know, six years down the line, I've still got knock on effects from that, which looking back is just ludicrous. But yeah, um, and my sleeping was just getting worse. So everybody like obviously has different symptoms with their autoimmune diseases and in the osteoarthritis world. But mine were i can't sleep at night like i really struggle to fall asleep i don't even know what it is my i get really bad anxiety when um i'm having a flare-up so little did i know this was like a huge flare-up my anxiety was getting so much worse i wasn't sleeping at night obviously anxiety and sleep do not go hand in hand anyway and um i was trying to talk to my coach about it i didn't tell her about my symptoms or anything because i don't know i was embarrassed i guess to a degree um i was very lucky that when i was in london i was with one of my best mates and i literally came out the toilet told her about it and then she looks at me and bless her right i don't know why i'm laughing but she was like don't panic and i can just remember being like don't panic don't panic of course i'm gonna fucking panic um and obviously i did panic but there was nothing i could do it was a weekend the doctors weren't even open i messaged my mum and she said the same thing and i said oh my god i'm panicking i'm panicking but i kind of like just made a joke about it so i deal with a lot of things through humor just made a joke about it we had the fucking best time in london that weekend like all things considering um yeah we went and watched a couple of shows and oh it was just brilliant and then came back and i just started going downhill even faster um the doctors as i said like they just told me it was powers even though it wasn't um they tried to put me on like these suppositories which oh my god i hated i had a phobia about suppositories i had to put one in once i had to try and put one in once in egypt and for those of you who don't know it's like a little wax bullet that goes up your bum and um yeah either so i think in egypt i'd been really constipated once and i had one to try and make me go but i just my, my butt just closes like it just doesn't want it and then these ones were to help with any inflammation from said piles that I didn't have. Um, but they were just making me worse. Anyway, then I went to Egypt for three weeks and I was quite bad over there. And I was like very lacking in energy, very low. Um, but as I said, like I kind of got used to it because that was kind of my new normal. Um, and then came home and I was even worse. So I went back to the doctors. That's when they decided to do bloods and a stool sample. But I was going to America for two weeks with a children's charity. And nobody on this charity knew. I think there was one lady that I spoke to literally the day before I went. Um, she kind of knew a bit about it. And I've just known her for absolute years. Um, and yeah, and I went there and for some reason it was like my body was like oh we're not gonna make you go to the toilet for these two weeks um i did go a few times but yeah but there was still blood every time i went to the toilet it didn't matter if it was for that or just a wee um obviously i was panicking and then i shared a room with a lovely lovely lady um who was just just so nice and we just got on so well 
It was really good. Um, I ended up telling her about it. It just came up in conversation, you know, as it does. And she kind of like helped put my mind at ease because I don't know about anybody else, but when I saw that blood in the toilet, obviously like my mind just goes towards one thing. Uh, came back from America and in America we'd eaten like fried food for the whole two weeks, which it was probably the worst thing I could have done with UC. And then came back from America and I was in bed for five days. I was so ill. I, I, it was like the bed on my toilet. Okay. So I had no energy. It was the worst it had ever, ever been. It was just horrendous. Called the doctors the first chance I could get. And I was just like, I feel like I'm dying. This is not good. And then she said to me that my results had come back. Um, and I was like, what was it? It was like high levels of an IBD, irritable bowel disease, which is like Crohn's colitis or something else. Um, so during this time, Egypt, I'd gone to the gym a couple of times, but not much. I'd gone to the gym twice the three weeks I was at home in between Egypt and America. And I literally went because I felt like I had to. I felt so shit, I didn't want to. I didn't go to the gym in America. I was still like getting my steps in. I was still trying to eat really well. Um, and then I came back from America, obviously still wasn't going to the gym. I had told my coach at this point because it got to the stage where I was like, she's gonna think I'm lazy. Um, I'm not being lazy. And I was like trying to explain to her, like even with my sleep, before I told her any of this, I was just like, I can't sleep. And she's like telling me all these things to try and do. And I was doing them and it wasn't happening. Little did we know why. Anyway, I told her about it and she was like so understanding, just that absolute best. Um, yeah, so I got back from America, found out from the doctors I had um, an inflamed response to my bloods or my stool. I can't remember which one. Um, yeah, and I was being referred for an emergency ultrasound. So yeah, I kind of like was feeling a bit better after this because I was like, okay, it's going to get sorted. Had the, not an ultrasound, a colonoscopy, sorry. Had the colonoscopy um, a month later. As soon as they put the camera in, he was like, oh, it's this. I came out feeling on top of the world. I was like, oh my God, we know what it is. I'm going to be fixed. This is amazing. Um, went home with medication. Well, I couldn't even get meds till like four days after because they had to order it in and nowhere had it. Got these meds and I was like going back to the gym because my mind was like, oh my God, you're literally going to be fine. You're going to be good. Um, well, that could not have been further <laughs> from the truth. Uh, the tablets they gave me had lactose in and I'm lactose intolerant so you can imagine how fun that was for me and anyway, I ended up getting hold of my specialist and they were like stop taking those I still had suppositories that I was taking um which I kind of got I finally got over my fear of them and I got used to them so that was fine uh and then I did oh I just got a message um and then yeah and then I was like still trying to go to the gym but I ended up being really ill for like 10 days couldn't really go to the gym I was like made a pact with my coach, basically, on the days where I felt good, I'd go and train. On the days that I didn't, I would literally just rest and take it easy. So that's exactly what I did. Um, and then I became part of like a Crohn's and colitis community. And just like, I'm not, I don't read too much into it because I feel like you can go into such a rabbit hole over these things and everyone's symptoms are different. And I didn't want to read other people's symptoms and then like try and find them in myself. So yeah, um, I started, yeah, so I don't even know what I was going to say then. Obviously, brain fart moment. It happens at least once a podcast. Um, but I found, so one of the things that did help me was I read on there that going for walks, like walking, gentle exercise can be really beneficial and really helpful. So that is exactly what I did. And when you're in a situation where you feel so shit, you just, you can't see a way out of it. 
the last thing you want to do is like pick yourself up and go for that walk. But I was like, okay, do you know what? I'm going to make myself go for this walk. It was like the, one of the hardest things I ever did. And I did start feeling better by the end of it. So that made it so much easier that if I do have a shit day or I do have a flare up, I kind of just take a step back and I just think to myself, okay, that's not going to help me today. This is going to help me instead. Like we can work around this. Um, so yeah, so like whenever I feel really, really shit now, I won't go to the gym. I'll take it out of my plan. I'll probably shoot my coach a message and just be like, look, having a shit week, not going to the gym. Um, or it depends like how severe it is because if I'm having a day where I'm feeling like 50, 50, I'll go to the gym and I'll just like drop the weights down and do what I can or do like half a session. So I will always focus on what I can do as opposed to what I can't do. Because as well, I think if I didn't look after myself in this way, how shit would I feel now? Like how much worse would I feel? And I don't want that. And I'm very lucky in the sense that I don't overly get a lot of pain um, with like, unless it's a bad flare up. I've only had one flare up where I've been in like agony with it. But for the rest of the time, like it's the other symptoms that get me. And they're just so debilitating. That's what it is. And I think that's what people don't understand. Because when you look at me from the outside, I look fine. Like I'll even look at myself in the mirror. And I'm like, how are you ill? How do you have this like disease for life now? Like you look absolutely fine. You shouldn't be ill. But they are so debilitating. So it's just learning to work with it and do what you can to help minimize it. So yeah, so I'll always like take a step back and I'll focus more on like gentler movement patterns, like try and stay in, try to stay active. But if I need to, just take a step back with it. Um, and then my diet will change as well. So normally I try to have like a colorful diet, a varied diet. I'm trying to like now I'm coming, my meds are working. I'm on new meds now. Now they're working. I'm trying to introduce more foods because living on a very restricted diet is just so shit. Um, but yeah, I found I can eat more food, but if I start having a flare up, I strip it back to like a beige diet because that is the thing that helps me most. And there's all this like health and like you need your fruit and veg. Okay, yeah, but there's certain fruit and veg which kicks me off even more, there's certain fruit and veg that makes my symptoms worse. So I do strip mine back to a beige diet. Thank God, like lean proteins, are really quite good for it as well. So I will get those in there as well. So I will make sure I'm hitting my protein. That is like my main focus, like regardless of if I'm in a flare or not, but protein will be my, like an even bigger focus whilst I'm in a flare. Um, and then it'll be like beige foods and then some fruits and veg that I know that I'm okay with. But because veg kicks me off more than anything else, I try to go towards fruit because I know that's gonna be easier on my stomach and my, well, my bowels and my colon. Um, yeah, so I do that. I also get like extreme hunger when I am in a flare, which is just not fun because nothing touches the sides, nothing fills me up. Um, yeah, and then what else do I do to help with it? I sleep more, I listen to my body. So this has always been my nemesis, like as you heard earlier, I'm not very good at sleeping. And I don't like wasting the day away either. So I don't like going to sleep. I also don't like waking up, but I don't like waking up late because I've then wasted the day. And because I work for myself, my business is a self-employed business. If I don't work, my business is gonna stop working. So I have to like try and find something I can do. So I'll always give myself an extra hour in bed in the morning, that's it. Like that's my limit because I'm already struggling to sleep at night and my body needs sleep and needs rest. Cause like already I've got all this stress going on in my body. So I need to lessen that stress and maybe like sleep. Uh, just like allowing myself more sleep is gonna take away one of those stresses. So that's another thing I do. Um, another thing, number four, 
I just, I drink more water than ever. Like, I will stop, because fizzy drinks don't help my stomach, but... So, I'm, I'm only human. I cave sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I kind of just, like, focus on water. I try to not drink as much caffeine. I have some herbal teas. Anything that's going to help keep me hydrated, because I'm losing a lot of fluids um, by going to the toilet so much. I'll also have an electrolyte. I have an electrolyte daily anyway, but I would make sure some days I'd probably have, like, two, just to try and, like, keep it going. And obviously, like, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a gut specialist, anything like this. These are just things that help me. And it's just, like, kind of listening to your body and taking a step back and seeing what works for you, what doesn't. Um, But I just know that whenever my body starts to flare, so, like, if I get stressed, this... I'm still learning, like, what my symptoms and my triggers are. Sorry, my triggers. But stress is one of them. So, last week, I had a mini flare-up, and it was through stress, and I took two days off work midweek that I would never have normally done before. And I feel so guilty for doing it. But the difference I felt by the end of like that first day off was just insane. So I was like, okay, like I really need to learn to listen to my body now. And I think just understanding that and doing what your body needs can be huge in the grand scheme of things. Instead of thinking, oh, I have to keep going. I have to keep pushing through. If you do that, you're just going to make yourself worse and everything comes worse because there is no, for me, in my line of work, there's no worse feeling than having a brain that's not working how I want it to work. So if I want my brain to start working again, I have to take that step back. I have to listen to my body and I have to move with it because this disease is now for life. And before anybody comes at me with, oh, you need to heal your gut, you need to do this, you need to cut out all these foods like it's not for life... I'm sure one day I will get to a position where I can manage it without having to take meds, right? This is my goal. But don't tell me that I can heal my gut and do all of this because when I had severe IBS, I could not eat so many types of foods. Like, not through choice, but I could not do it because it made me so ill. If there was going to be a cure through healing my gut like that, I'm pretty sure I would have been cured before I got worse. Um, Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but please just don't push it on me. Thank you. <laughs> because somebody tried to do this to me, um, I put something on my stories and they replied and it was when I was in a flare-up and I think I was during my period as well. So, you know, PMS symptoms and I just really wanted to go for them and I had to remove myself from that situation and just ignore it. Um, but yes, I am doing okay now. I'm actually feeling so much better. Like even with my mini flare-ups, I'm feeling so much better than I did before which is just fucking fantastic and such a saving grace and I'm so, so happy for it. Um, But yeah, this is a longer one. But I don't know, I'd be really interested to hear like anybody else who does suffer with like a chronic illness and autoimmune disease or like a debilitating condition, like what you do to help your symptoms calm down or what you do in that moment with your symptoms. But yeah, so please, like, if you're open to sharing them, please, I'd love to hear them. You can find me on Instagram at the Female Tradies Coach. Um, just drop me a message because it's always, always nice to meet other people in similar situations, circumstances to you. Um, but yeah, that's it from me. And do you know what else? Before I go, do you know what else is also great about this? Is I have some clients who do suffer with either chronic illnesses or um, autoimmune diseases. And even if they're not the same as mine, I kind of like, I don't know. So my heart goes out to them even more now. Like now I've been through it, now I know what I have. 
and now I know what other people suffer with on the daily even if they do look okay on the outside like I've always known because as I said like I've got a close family member who has a autoimmune disease and um he has Crohn's and it's a lot worse than like what mine is so I've always like felt it and I've always seen it close up hand up hand oh my god I can't I've always seen it up close there we go I don't know where the hand came in um but yeah but I think I can just empathize with them more now because I know exactly what they're going through and because I've found ways around it myself I can work with them to help them find ways around it so it doesn't mean that their journey has to stop and honestly I think a lot of the ones I work with the exercise and the movement has helped um obviously it's not going to help all the time forever but it has helped in like certain areas which is really really nice to see as well but yeah I think I've waffled on enough now this is like the longest one I've done so do you know what I'm gonna cut it off there um but I have got spaces open in my coaching business so if you are interested in working with me one-to-one go drop me a follow on instagram at the female ladies coach um or just shoot me a message on there and we can go through it and even if we're not a good fit, then you'll have some tips and things to go away with after that you can put to good use. But have a great day and I will see you all soon.